You are listening to the Lit and Lucid podcast brought to you by Steve's Goods and Yoohoo Brand. Here's your host, Lucy and Jared. Welcome, everybody, to the Lit and Lucid podcast. This is going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> we are here recording live at the International Church of Cannabis with Joel Haas. He is the founder and creator of High Speed Dining. What's up, Joel? Uh, my THC level at the moment. Uh, it's been up for years, quite frankly, but uh, I'm still a little high. It's, it's almost 420 right now, and I went for my lunch today, my I do two lunches, or a lunch and a dinner every day when I'm on the road. I got really high on layer cake today for lunch nice. as I went into my restaurant, Cholan, here in Denver. And then I got high on my way home, too. So uh, I am up. THC <laughs> up. Yeah. Maybe, great, to, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Maybe I can get one of those good old contact highs from you while, um, while we're talking here before 420. Right? I gotta, maybe. I got to up my level here. <laughs> <laughs> well, sativas, that's, you know, you start your day with them. They get you really upbeat, energetic, clear-headed. You know, save the indicas for nighttime when you want to yeah. sink into your couch and not have to talk. Right. So for everybody who doesn't know Joel, uh, we were introduced to him online. He traveled here from DC to be with us today. Currently, he is specializing in high-speed dining. And what that means is he has gone to over a thousand restaurants since 2017, stoned, even 200 Michelin star restaurants. And right now, he's on a 420 coast-to-coast tour, traveling all around the United States, going to different restaurants, trying them out while high, and probably a lot more to it than that. But that's kind of the gist. What kind of crazy person would do that? (laughs) Who can afford to spend all this money in all these restaurants? Or take all this time off to go travel the country. And, you know, you really have to have no wife, no life. Uh, My job lives on a laptop, thankfully. So um, food (laughs) and weed have been my life for the last several years. And, yeah, this 420 Coast to Coast Tour is all about taking high-speed dining on the road. I get high, and then I go to a restaurant and eat, and then I bring you a review very quickly. And now it's four minutes and 20 seconds, nice. my audio, my reviews. I do an audio nice. recording of the show, of, of my meal, and I talk about the weed and the food, mostly the food and my journey around town and things. Uh, and then I... Um, uh, then I just I just get real high and put together a nice video of that based on still photos and fun things. But uh, why would somebody eat so much food and, and do all of this? Uh, it's been five years since I quit drinking alcohol. And my body has forced me to stop things. As you get older, you guys are young, God bless you, you've got your health and uh, your, your dreams have yet to be shattered, so you're all excited and we're gonna make it, we're gonna be something. It's great, uh, at my age, I'm 50, I just turned 50 this year and I figured what better time to really enjoy my life and do things. But uh, I had to quit drinking alcohol. Five years ago was when I finally was able to do it. Um, it's been over 10 years, I haven't had caffeine and coffee. So I've had to cut all these things out of my life because of medical issues. It's my ear. Mm-hmm. I have an ear that if I were to drink alcohol or coffee now, it would be like Mike Tyson punched me in the head and I'd have massive ringing and I may lose my hearing. So I've been forced into uh, really just watching my health and things. And so when I eliminated the things I loved, mm-hmm. uh, alcohol and uh, coffees, and I used to always smoke a lot of pots. I mean, a lot of pots. I've been a major, major partier, uh, you know, on the on the recreational side since college. I had four freshman years of college. It's a whole other story. But uh, um, 
I've always been into my weed and oils, but I've had to cut back as well on smoking due to my ear. It's the smoking, the combustion, it really is harsh and hurts, makes my ear ring a lot. So I'm down to just vaping. And I even have to watch out how much I do of that. It's strange in life when you're limited on what you have to do. And, right. um, and I just found myself being like, what the hell can I do with myself? Yeah. And I just more and more started gravitating towards food. Uh, and I just... Turns out I love great food, and I love it when I'm high, and it's just right. so much damn fun to do to get high and eat. So, Aren't, like weed and cuisine, like match made in heaven. Uh, it is a match made in heaven. I mean, for they talk sure. about munchies, and it's like well beyond the munchies. But <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's the thing. Most people who do get high, you do get hungry, and, and I'm able yeah. to eat like one and a half times the amount of a normal person. Nice. Uh, I'm like a hippo. I might challenge you, man. I mean, I can eat a you're, lot, Joe. You're a big guy. Yeah, it seems like you can't. I do really well, too. But I. So here's the thing with my uh, stuff. I usually take Ubers to the restaurant at home in D.C., but go. then walk back from the restaurant oh, nice. two to four miles. Tonight, here in Denver, uh, so far I've walked pretty much to every restaurant and home. Wow. Uh, nice. Yesterday, I set a record with my mileage. I put over 14 miles on these on these oh silly yeah. little shoes. Because Denver isn't as walkable-friendly as D.C. is. Correct. <laughs> But, you know, I, I did a lunch where I walked two and a half miles to it, to Acorn, yeah. an amazing restaurant here in town nice. that just did some sick, delicious food for lunch. Mm-hmm. So five miles in my lunch. I went to the gym for an hour between. And then uh, I I didn't actually walk to dinner the last night because it was three miles <laughs> to the Barolo Grill. But I did walk home. Nice. So that's how I stay in shape and, you know, and justify doing all of this. It's yeah. uh yeah it's become a health thing, you know, and it's it's become fun and energetic and entertaining. And every time I tell anyone in a restaurant, and everyone in the restaurant knows what I do. Okay. It's part of my bio. I am here because I am high to I'm yeah, high speed gonna, dining. Yeah, that was my question. Like, do yeah. you tell the chefs like that you're coming I and this tell is what's everyone. going on? Yeah. The first three restaurants here in Denver, I walk in the door and they're like, you must be Joel. Because <laughs> they know my bio. I dine alone a lot. Some people would think that's sad and lonely. Yeah. It can be, but not for me. I, when I first started, it was because you just, you know, why am I alone in a restaurant? Yeah. Over time, I started learning, well, I'm here because I love this food. I am really high. I am having a great time. Why should I not enjoy my life to the fullest? Because there isn't somebody else with me, you know? Right. And, and when you're dining alone, you can get reservations on any time of the day, early or late, uh, by yourself, you sit at bars. So you're able to sneak into all the great restaurants a lot easier, too. Interesting. So there's a lot of strategy to it. There, there really is, yeah. I mean, awesome. it's crazy. From After this Denver trip, I'm going directly to Chicago for eight days where I have 17 Michelin star restaurants oh. lined up, lunches oh and dinners goodness. all day long. I've looked at the map from my hotel, one to three miles pretty much everywhere. You know, nice. I'm figuring out the plan. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. But it's... It's a fun crazy. It's so. What do you do in these cities, like where you know cannabis isn't legal? Like, so you're going to go to Chicago. So are you? How are you going to consume? Or like, how well, Your know? Honor, I, <laughs> you know, it technically is decriminalized in Chicago. Yeah. Um, let's just say I'll find a friend there, and we'll we'll find something, and yeah. we'll enjoy ourselves. Um, you know. Have you also had um, infused cuisine as well? Like, have you gone to, for chefs that offer that? I haven't done any of the food dinners types of things. Uh, I avoid eating a lot of the edibles because you can't control the buzz, how strong yeah. it hits yeah. and everything. And for me and my ear and the health issues I have uh, with edibles, mm-hmm. it takes an hour or two just to start feeling it. Yeah. And if all of a sudden I'm having issues, you're just getting started. It's, you know, yeah. it's like an acid trip in the sense that 
you, you better you can be there. Yeah. You better, yeah. yeah. You, you better be ready for this. So I want to sweep this one off. <laughs> well, and then the issue with kind of infused foods that we've found, like you don't really know how much is in each item, and then you have multiple items stacked on top of each other, and then it's like, where are we at? Yeah, and, this? and the problem is, is it like I said, it, you know, you know, it takes an hour, two, maybe three hours for stuff to kick in. Yeah, mm-hmm. the meal's over by then. Mm-hmm. So and a lot of it too. The, I always notice I don't really care for the flavor of infused foods with cannabis and food because it almost like takes away from the delicacy of like, what am I eating? I'm eating just something cannabis mm-hmm. you know it doesn't matter if it's cake doesn't matter if it's a steak it's like it tastes like cannabis mm-hmm. i would agree now i'm eating at all the great places as yeah. you know as many great places as i can and let me say this uh, i am not a foodie who likes to get high i'm just a stoner with a sports coat that, that's <laughs> okay. it i i don't speak the language of foodies i don't know when someone i can't tell you what uh, preparation it was how things are like i ate at the french place last night I can't tell you the name of things. I, I've learned that like pulpo means octopus in Spanish, but I mean, I don't know what the words are that they're listing on the on the menu. So I just go, that's the the octopus rather than the the Italian name. Yeah. You know, I'm not this fuddy-duddy, and let me, you know, I'm not yeah, sitting here not right now. Yeah, you're not a food critic. Correct. I'm not <laughs> sitting here right now in a suit jacket all, you know, with a, a handkerchief and, yeah. you know, a tie. Screw all that stuff. I mean, I hate suit. I, I wear a suit jacket now because if you want to be treated like a million bucks, you got to look like it, especially in D.C. and where you're mm-hmm. at. Um, Absolutely. But like, you know, I'm in one of my stoner approved high speed dining <laughs> T-shirts right now. I've worn that out for a lot of lunches this week. And it's I'm just I am more like the staff of restaurants than the clientele of these nice, high quality fine dining restaurants. And so all the waiters and people are like, dude, you're living my freaking dream. Yeah. You know, this is it. And I've learned over time that. I am living a dream. Let's find a way to share this dream with people and let them see what I'm all about. Because most people would rather, most potheads would rather spend that 150 bucks on a bag of weed. Most foodies would spend it on the food. I want a bag of weed and a delicious meal. So I'm very lucky and fortunate that I can afford these things. And it just hit that time in my life where I'm, we're doing this and it's, it's blown up. I've become a little legend in DC where there's a dozen restaurants I've been to 10 or 15 times in the last year. And it's, who the hell is this yeah. guy? What's he doing? Are you writing a book? What's what's coming? Have you been to RPM Italian? Yeah. Uh, in Dying in DC. Washington DC, I have. I was just there, there pretty recently. Awesome. Well, we were there what in October. Yeah. We sat right next to Pauly D. You know Pauly uh, D. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. We were right next to him, and we're like, oh my god, this is the place to be. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we have an RPM in Chicago too. Uh, I'm not going there in Chicago, but yeah, I'm aware of that. Like, you know. There's certain restaurants I won't hit in certain cities. Uh-huh. Like here in Denver, there's no way on earth I would go show up at an Ocean Air right. or, a, you know, the Morton's yep. or any of these, the Capitol Grill. Fine restaurants. They're great. I've eaten my share of them and I would mm-hmm. and continue yeah. to eat there. It's just, I want to try the local cuisine, yeah, all the, the small stuff. places, the people who are really bringing their flavor and putting their stamp on, on food. And, yeah. you know, and and while I am not this foodie, like I said, and really into the food like these other people yeah. it's not the social scene for me i'm there because i am just i love the food and the chefs love me yeah. because this is a guy who just he just eats and loves things and i give honest feedback right. a lot of nights too and mm-hmm. you know 
it's it's a great thing. I well, mean, I think that's good because uh, I was even writing like a food review the other day. I blog as well, and we had went to an infused mm. dinner party. It was a Cinco de Mayo infused party, and I was like struggling with how to explain some of these items because <laughs> I'm like I'm not a foodie and I don't have like this context, you know. But I still wanted to share what I offered, and I was really nervous about you know putting the review out there. And I even it was like unbiased. Like I said, kind of the some of the stuff sucked, and the chef even reached out to me. He was like, "Thank you for your feedback. Like, I appreciate it." <laughs> They all liked it, and I was like, "So that I think that makes it more, you know, approachable, like yeah. from you. You know what I mean?" Now I rarely will tell a chef things suck. I because rarely like, do things suck in a great, great restaurant. <laughs> yeah. you know that's the thing. But there have been bad things, and I I straight up will tell a restaurant. Right. It's not that like they're serving bad food all the time. It's just something didn't connect with me. Right, like the taste um, a little funny. If, yeah. Now every meal for me, I don't. Some people say, "What's the best meal you've had?" And I can't compare because for me. It's about a trip. You can't compare acid trips other than if you had a great trip or a bad trip. And as long as you're having a good meal and you're really stoned and, and everything works to my liking, you know, sometimes you show up at a restaurant and uh, if there's great music and the mooding, mm -hmm. the, the mood lighting is good, a uh, fun waitress or waiter, uh, waiter, it just adds to everything and it becomes awesome. Uh, you know, if I have a good time that night, then it's a great meal. Yeah. So it's hard to compare. I mean, I've had four meals here in Denver so far uh, for dinner. Uh, lunches have been nice, but generally the dinners are the big ones. Right. I did, um, I've done, let's see, Fruition, LaRue, uh, Tavernetta, and Barolo Grill. And all of them are fantastic Denver institutions, you mm -hmm. know, top 10 restaurants in town. All different in their style and the way they deliver things, but just absolutely fabulous. And, you know, when you have a great waiter, you have a great night sometimes. Right, yeah. uh, good mood and atmosphere, it helps. Sometimes I go in stone on a sativa, so you're really in a upbeat sort of a mood where you're. I'm on my phone a little bit more and mm -hmm. just trying to think a little more. Other times we'll zonk out on Indica and just chill out. And <laughs> there's a whole different atmosphere and mood to to each and every meal. So but, how do you choose your your cannabis for the cuisine? Is it cuisine specific, or is it more like based on how you're feeling and? Uh, lots of people would like to think there's a food pairing with your weed. Here's the reality of it. I don't think there's any weed you could smoke or vape that isn't going to make food taste better. Okay. It's just True. the reality of it. Yeah. Now, do you want to enjoy that delicious food while thinking a ton on a sativa? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to be, you know, kicking back in your chair and just not, uh, you know, indicas can make you sap you from your... Uh, your words and lingo and language and things because it, it can really just stone you out. Um, it, it all depends on the mood you want to be in. Uh, if I'm doing a five o'clock dinner, uh, an early dinner seating, I'll usually do more of a sativa or a sativa leaning hybrids. You know, yeah. an eight or nine or 10 o'clock dinner, we can get towards more of the uh, an indica and, and that type of a thing. You're doing a lunch, you know, I generally don't want to knock myself out yeah. in the middle of the day. Yeah. So. so I want to go back to, you were talking before, you know, and it almost sounds like a lot of these restaurants, I mean, you're pairing it with the cannabis, you're pairing it with the food, but it sounds like the whole experience is like way more than just the food and the cannabis. It's the people you interact with. It's the atmosphere, like you said, the lighting. So, I mean, do you pay attention to that? Is that like all what goes into your review as well? I, I, I do. As far as my reviews, they're, they're really about showing you the food and talking about the pot and really just... That food was amazing. It's awesome. It's delicious. Yeah. I can't sit here and describe all the, the techniques that go behind it, but mm -hmm. I, you know... It's, it's friggin' delicious. <laughs> Here's how I describe what I'm doing and, and how I describe things. I mean, I take notes. The last year and a half, I have a note on my iPhone, in my notes. 
there's a date and the, the restaurant name for every single restaurant I have done for the last year and a half. Sometimes I take more notes. Sometimes I take less. Um, if I'm with somebody, there's not a lot of notes those nights. But I usually like, create the set list, what I ordered, and, and I'll talk about what I ate and how good it was. And then when I, I take a lot of pictures so I can sort of look and pair them up. But when I do my review, uh, literally, I turn my mic on, I may have looked over the photos, and then I just riff it. Um, I'll talk for f f three and a half to four and a half minutes, and, and that'll be it. And then I'll go through and do a little editing in the end. I could do the same review five times, it's gonna be five different reviews. And that's the crazy thing about this. I've been in radio all my life. Um, you know, I've, I've been in, I was always the morning show sidekick and producer and comic, uh, but I spent eight years at XM Satellite Radio running the stand-up comedy channels for them before they merged with Sirius XM. So I was literally at the pinnacle of my career, Absolutely. working with comedians as great as Carlin before he passed to open micers and everyone in between. and. Uh, Learned a lot, lived a lot, but um, sometimes I just I just wing these things, and I'm not trying to make a set list of here are the things to say and here's what's to do. I do this because I'm trying to create a show that is going to be easy for me to produce. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to leave, release three of these a week, so there'll be at least 150 over the course of a year. Um, That's a good content. I've done seven or eight different versions and types of shows so far, trying to figure out what was best for me. Mm -hmm. I've done. It started with me narrating pictures, and by doing that, uh, there were I would go five or ten minutes, and and when you're trying to look at a picture and say what you're seeing, that just didn't flow. And mm -hmm. I did hour long. I did a few hour long podcasts. Mm -hmm. uh, these are all available, by the way, at HighSpeedDining.com, um, where we have links to all the podcasts and all the pot ringtones, which is what I tie in, and food ringtones. That's what I tie into all this, but. Um, I, I just am trying to create a show that's easy for me. Mm -hmm. We can all sit here, and I'm sure you had a million ideas of what a great podcast you can do, and yeah. we're going to try doing this, or we'll do that. We'll broadcast from here. We'll have guests there. And Ideas are one thing. Executing ideas are a whole other story. Love um, I used to tell people when I was at XM Radio working with comics, everybody pitched me shows. Yeah. And I would say, throw away, come up with 25 ideas. Throw them all away. I want to hear your 26th idea. Because everyone, the first 25 are the same damn things everyone else has come up with. Yeah. You need to get them on paper, write them down, so that you can uh, get your brain to the next thought, the next process. Mm -hmm. And so I, the 26th idea, that's my big genius thing where I tell people, let me hear your 26th idea. You know, when I started recording these, the first very time a year and a half ago I started, I was recording myself, I put the camera as the second person sitting across from me. And I would record the whole freaking three hour meal type, uh, when it was uh -huh. that long. And then I would time lapse everything so I would do a three hour meal in three minutes. Uh -huh. The reality of producing something like that is nuts. Yeah. You ever tried to play with three hours of video? <laughs> oh my goodness. Holy crap. Yeah. It is mind numbing. Yeah. I have a, <laughs> I am a, a world class producer, not to you know brag or anything, but I'm a world class comedy producer. I produced albums for Gabriel Iglesias and Jake Johansson and uh, um, Frank Caliendo and Kevin Neal and, and Lewis Black and all these people I've recorded over the years. Um, I'm a stickler for quality and, and proper concepts and, you know, I just couldn't do something I think that's subpar. Uh -huh. So I've always been trying to figure out what idea is going to work best for this and it just, I finally have settled upon, I will record four minutes of these audio things. It starts with a show intro and always will end every show with a pot, marijuana, or food, or trippy ringtone that you can get in iTunes under the High Speed Dining Artist. 
Um, therefore, I've tied in Haha's Comedy, my main business, as the sponsor. Yeah. Cool. And uh, you make the ringtones yourself, then? We make all the ringtones. My, my personal business, Haha's Comedy, has over 30,000 different comedy ringtones in iTunes right now oh, for sale. Nice. I've been doing that for over 10 years. That has been an adventure. Who knew you can make money off of anything? But somewhere there's a guy who invented toilet paper, wiping his ass with $100 bills now because yeah. he got rich off yeah. of it. So yeah. you never know where ideas are going to come from. And I was, my comedy record label was in at iTunes, a partner at the time. And Ringtone started selling more than long form stand up comedy bits for artists for me. But you never know where your next great idea is going to come from. But if you're prepared and asking the right questions and you know, you're, you're in a good position for things, but... Uh, so where do you see this going? My goal is to be a very good, fun radio guest. Uh, since radio's been my career all my life, I'd like to talk more about this and my stories and what I've experienced, yeah. but going to different cities uh, and talking about the restaurants in those cities. Um, I don't know where this is going to go, but I have a great feeling it's going to go somewhere good. Uh, there's a lot of money in the pot world, a lot of money in the restaurant business, you know, um, restaurants would love to have a deeper clientele. Mm -hmm. I had a conversation yeah. last night with a waiter who was telling me how a lot of these people here with money from pop money, they, you know, they're uncomfortable going to a restaurant yeah. that's, uh, that they can afford, but it's just, it's not their style and yeah. mm -hmm. they don't know the lingo. It's too fancy for them, you know, and, uh, it's uncomfortable in those types right. of ways for some people. So that's why I'm wondering, um, like, what are people's reactions to you when you say, you know, that you're stoned? Because some of these people are like higher, like the Michelin star restaurants. Every most waiters, waitresses, they're like, how do I get your job? <laughs> I've heard that a million times. I go, you need, like I said, you need no wife, no life. You need a shitload of money. And, you know, uh, it's it, I never expected to do this. It was all really starting. I was going out a lot, but I never was going out every night. And it's. And I just wanted to go to all the Michelin star restaurants in D.C. in a month. And during that month, someone in the restaurant was like, oh, are you going to do this for a year? <laughs> what are you, crazy? <laughs> and I kept, as the days went on, I'm like, hmm, crazy like a fox. Yeah, let's do and it. And it just became really, I started going out more. And everything I do in life, I do to 11. I have an addictive personality. I'm all in. Um, that's the only way to be. There are very few things in my life that I love, but boy, do I love them. And I was going out to all these restaurants during this period. I should say this. I've worked at home now for the last 10 years. So nine years in, I worked at home by myself, had a cat for nine years. <laughs> and somehow you got to get the hell out of Cats are great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my life. Yeah, we both work from home. We have cats. So. Yeah, it's... Keep it's, going because I'm yeah, sure we're going to follow down the street. It's a crazy kind of life. After nine years, I said... I got to get the hell out of the house every night. The gym was about the only thing getting me out sometimes every day. So I started going out. And what was uncomfortable at first with the concept of like, mm, all right, get out of the house, go. All of a sudden it was, this food is amazing. I'm having a great time. You know, sometimes you're grumpy and like, ah, I don't want to go out and meet friends. But then you go out and you have a great time. That was starting to happen a lot. And so all of a sudden I was enjoying going out and I can't see myself staying at home now. I'm like, oh, I guess yeah. must go out, yeah. must eat more food, <laughs> must have good. And, and I go to the restaurants and they're like, Joel, good to see you again. And yeah. I get f some free food at certain places. And everyone just, Joel, try this tonight. You know, it's, it's new on the menu. We'd love your feedback. Yeah. So I've become this, uh, you know, an unofficial critic around town where I give honest and, you know, straightforward yeah. feedback. If you have me coming to your restaurant at least 10 times a year, you are doing something right. Yeah. I, every now and then I go to places that are highly 
buzzed about in DC, but I don't think they're that good. And I only go just so I can reinforce the fact they're not that good. Absolutely. I think it's cool you know, that there's somebody like you who doesn't have that background that's going to bias them. So you can just go in on like a blank slate and be like, is this actually good? Is, like, is, yeah. is like a normal person going to enjoy this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me explain how I do describe these f- in full. Um, yeah. Don't take this the wrong way, anybody. But what Donald Trump has done for politics, I'm trying to do for food. What he has done is he has taken his turn politics, which is above a lot of people's head and in a sense, dumbed it down with the language and lingo and just I'm the man. Everything's good. I'm going to make it great. Get behind me. We're going to do good things. Lots of great things. This is for me. It's just I love this food. It's delicious. It's fun. I'm having a great time. I'm stoned. Everything's good. I don't sit here and get into the whole it was prepared this way for this long and the chef splatted it with a, you know, with he rolling pinned it out and they did this and that it's the, the, you know, stuff was grown for seven years. I mean, it's just, huh, shut up. Give me my food. I'm hungry. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just want to eat. Everyone else wants to eat. So that's my hope that people will watch my videos and go like, yeah, he's, he's not talking like Martha Stewart. He's talking more like Snoop Dogg, yeah. Yeah. you know, and that's the thing. So uh, I like do normalizing think- like fine cuisine right. at the same um, time of like normalizing cannabis in fine, fine cuisine. Correct. You know, and, and so for me, look, I'm very lucky I can afford this. I see, a, read a lot of articles where people complain on uh, the Washington Post. There's always a nice review of a great new restaurant and people are always writing their comments about like, oh, just another reviewer for the one percenters. And it's mm-hmm. just, hey, I don't really think it is. You know, I, I would say to that person. Do you, are you married? Probably. Do you have kids? Probably. How much money have you spent on putting your kids in college and, yeah. and spending on your wife? I, I'll say I've hit 50. I have no kids, no wife. I've never been married, no exes. I'm just spending college money on my weed and food. Right. So this is year two in college for me. You know, don't give me shit for having saved my money and not having found love or or not wanting to find love. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of my life now. Yeah. And yeah. Um, who says you have to be married and home and doing things? So right. I'm enjoying this traveling the country and we'll be traveling a lot more now that the podcast is really up and running and uh-huh. it's in YouTube and iTunes. Uh, and it's it's just been a fun story. And you know, this trip for me has been pretty crazy because I'm eating lunches and dinners every day. But I'm also trying, so I've done eight restaurant meals here so far. I've already produced six podcasts in audio and I've created three videos so far of this. Um, so I, this has been a lot of work. It's not just we're done food, let's right, go party. You're busy. <laughs> I'm, but I'm loving the yeah. work and I'm loving the product that I'm bringing to people because uh, it's totally different. Totally different. And in the well, worst I think case, it's going to be valuable too over the time. I think right now you probably see that people are interested in it. They're just getting acclimated to it. But I think in a year you're going to see that there's a lot of value in this for other people and and chefs and the restaurants. And I have zero, very not zero followers at this point, but very few. But down the road, you know, the other night there was a restaurant, and the waiter said, "Oh, here's the the card of the celebrity owner of our restaurant. Yeah. We'd love for he'd love to hear your feedback." You tell as I start getting the story out to all these people, uh, it's gonna the word's gonna get yeah. out to magazines. Someone's gonna want to talk to me mm-hmm. and find me interesting, and it's gonna get out there. So that is not my goal. My goal is not how, you know a publicity seeker and fame seeker. I'm just trying to do my thing and do it well and enjoy it in the process because uh, it's not work if you're enjoying things. I was going out, getting high every day before I was doing a show. Yeah. Uh, anything, and I said, this is what I always say, anything that takes me away from getting high and eating great food is work. You know, <laughs> if I can find a way to do the work, 
you know, uh, based around it, I'll call myself a genius in that aspect for me in my life. And it's so it's been fun. Uh, and I really do hope to this year I will be covering all the legal marijuana states. I haven't booked the flights yet, but we'll be doing a trip to San Francisco and probably San Diego while we're there. We'll hit Seattle. We'll hit Portland and Washington. I am going to go to Anchorage, Alaska, and I'm actually pretty excited about That'll that. That'll be fun, yeah. You know, when in my life would I ever get to do that? Right. Uh, we'll hit a New England trip where we're going to hit a New Hampshire. New Hampshire is the one where it isn't legal, I think. I have a friend who's got a wedding there July 4th weekend. How dare you bring me to the one state without legal weed? <laughs> so we're going to travel around. I'm going to go to Amsterdam. I haven't been there since three trips in 2003, 2004. Um, and I'm going to hit a lot of states, too, where weed is decriminalized, mainly because the food is out of this world, like Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier this year, I did New York City, where I went to... In six days, I hit 14 restaurants, 11 of them Michelin stars. That's amazing. Three three-star restaurants, which are the highest. There are only 15 of those in the country. Uh-huh. Um, and six two-star and a bunch of one-star. I mean, I'm living people's restaurant bucket list yes. in a week, every week. And, you know, I don't want to rub it in and sound like an ass. My friends hate me. Yeah, it's I'm like, so jealous. But like, believe me, I, I should have taken you guys out to dinner. So, you know. Right. I'm like, when right, are we going to dinner after this? Right after this. We can all go for some food. <laughs> I take it. I've got some great oils and... Uh, some great rosin, we'll go get some food. But I take my friends out a ton, and a lot of them, they love it. They'd say they'd never, they would never have gone to this place before. Mm-hmm. They'd never spend this money, and it's the best meal they ever had. Mm-hmm. Makes me feel good to know I've introduced friends to a wonderful experience. I, yeah. I never grew up around food and the quality of fine dining and the social aspects behind it. It really is a, a wonderful uh, social thing. So, And you give yeah. it, make it good food. And boy, it's a great time. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. So, I'm down. We should, we should go out more. We should find out. <laughs> you should go out more. So I'm let's switch gears just a little bit. Sure, um, sure. So we were able to experience legalization in D.C. last year, and it was oh. quite the experience, to say the least. Yeah. So we're just curious, like, what's your insight behind what's going on in D.C.? So Washington, D.C. is one of the stranger places for legalized marijuana because... While D.C. legalized it February 26, 2015, on February 25th, I was, a, I was a criminal with all this crazy paraphernalia and all this illegal stuff at home. And then midnight happened, and I became an outstanding citizen overnight. <laughs> it was the greatest day of my life. And I've literally come out of the closet since then with, with weed everywhere because you don't have to hide anymore. You know, when I'm in D.C. where... It's probably one of the biggest government working cities in the country. So a lot of people can't enjoy the freedom of legal weed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is legal there, but the government controls how we spend our money on the legalization. Mm-hmm. So when it was voted legal, the, you know, the people there in, in the government said, you can't spend the money on actually allowing it to be sold. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, go- the governor, the mayor just said, well, fine, it's legal. Everyone voted it. And now you have a thing called gifting around town where it's you'll go to the head shop and uh, and you'll buy a T-shirt for thirty five or forty five dollars and you get an eighth of weed with it. Yeah. You go to events, you get stickers or a painting. You know, there's a place I think that delivers pizza. Yeah. For your forty five dollar pizza. We deliver yeah. some cookies to our yeah. house. So, I mean, nobody gets busted. Uh, some of these events where they hold them out, sometimes there's an issue because they're cash events. Every now and then there's robberies and things. I'd heard a cop got, you know. There were some issues, and so the police have to crack down when those go bad. But nobody, 
you are left to your own free will in D.C. You're allowed to grow up to six plants per person, I think up to 12 in each household. So I have a lot of friends growing weed. I personally have a medical marijuana card. So I go to the dispensary and you're allowed to buy up to four ounces every 30 days. Lo and behold, I max that thing out all the time. <laughs> they love me at the dispensary. I have a VIP discount there. There's only a couple of them, though. How many dispensaries? Maybe seven, six or seven yeah, around town. There are only 10 licensed growers in D.C. Okay. A couple of them still aren't up. Uh, some of those growers, they grow some crappy product. Yes. I will not purchase from several places when I go to the dispensary. Well, see, that's what we were really worried about. You know, the product we got, it tasted rather funny. And, like, we were talking, you know, here, you know, you can kind of... Well, track you're growing, but yeah. there, like, where are you getting that from? The medical marijuana in D.C., they are all through the dispensaries and tested and regulated. So I know what I'm getting. Right. Um, anywhere else, you don't. And yeah. Yeah. Most of the weed in D.C. is coming from Colorado and California. Oh, interesting. No doubt of that. Tons oh. of it. Um, but, yeah, it's... I like to get flour, and then I, I create my own rosin. I have a rosin press these there days, is. so I press my own. Uh, I used to do the butane thing, and I made oil. I've been making oil for 10 to 15 years. Wow. When I was in college in 2001, no, it was 1990, 1997 to 99, I had four freshman years of college. Um, it, it went, it, I had two years in college where somebody, my pot dealer, had oil. He had hash oil and honey oil. And we're talking 25 years ago, or this, nobody had ever heard of this stuff or seen it. I had guys with huge jars of this baby food, jars of it, a gallon, like half a gallon of this. It was the most amazing thing. Everyone would try it and go, what is this spiked with? And so all my life I had tried, you know, this oil and all my life I was looking for it again. And my trips to Amsterdam introduced me to it again. And so I was able to figure out how to make it back, you know. 10, 15 nice. years ago at a pretty early age. But uh, concentrates done right, incredibly healthy. They're much better for you. I think they're a much cleaner buzz, a lot less paranoia. I think a lot of the paranoia and, and the coughing and the negative effects of pot obviously are in the combustion and the plant matter itself. Yeah. So by extracting things, uh, it can be great. Anyone who's tried my oil, though of course not my medical stuff, which I can't share with anybody, <laughs> but anybody who's tried my oils will tell you like they're the best. Yeah. Yeah. They always are. That's and um, so when you create a good quality product from good fresh flowers, it's pretty amazing. And it's exciting to be able to go to a store and have access to this type of thing. Yeah. So dispensaries are great. What I would tell anybody who's listening to this, not in a legal weed state, get on, get on your ass and uh, get out to Denver or some legal <laughs> marijuana state and enjoy because it's it really is a key to the candy store you know i've never there is a negative i will say about dispensaries for me i don't hang out with a lot of friends as much anymore because that's where you used to get your weed from you know you used to always have to get weed and keep up with you got to have a bag yeah now i have a dispensary so i can go and get all these different strains and i never have to talk to friends or anyone else for my weed anymore so it's it's changed my my habits, my yeah. social habits with pot. Now um, you switched it with restaurants. But now we're back out. Yeah. We switched it again. Yeah. So we're getting out. I'm having a great time doing high-speed dining. I would suggest to anybody, there are a lot of great restaurants out there that are Michelin caliber, uh, whether it's a Michelin city or any city, but they also are affordable prices, really good prices. So you can get Michelin quality food, the world-class food, at a great price in a casual place. Acorn was somewhere I went yesterday for lunch that has absolutely world-class food. 
my bill was $38. I ordered two, two lunch orders. And I mean, I'll go back there again. I don't, I don't care the price. I just want quality. It's in general, high price equals high quality right. a lot, but it's not what it's all about. I mean, I'm really, I don't want to sound like an elitist, but yeah. good food, no, good weed. I'm just trying to enjoy my life. That's my advice to you. So. There you go. Some pretty good advice. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask you what advice you had for young entrepreneurs looking to enter the industry, but I think you've covered a lot of bases. Do you have anything uh, else? The big advice, if you want to be in the pot business, don't think you have to go work in the dispensary or grow weed. Everyone seems to think they have to be around pot. This is what I said during all my... I was overly stoned in my 20s. Um, you know, very stoned. Thankfully, I got my... I mean, there was a day my parents thought I wasn't going to make it, you know. <laughs> I was going to be the failure of the three children that they had, the three boys. Turns out I ended up being the good one, you know, the, <laughs> the one they don't have to worry about. And uh, they did a great job raising me. But um, what was my point on all this? Oh, that's that layer cake coming back to haunt my memories. Um, the advice is... Uh, Why you don't have to touch, like, the plant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone seems to think they just have to go work with pot. You don't. Just be your own boss. Work from home. Be a computer programmer. Learn how to develop apps. You'll make a shitload of money, and you'll be able to sit at home in your underwear, getting high all day long. And if you want to eat Cheetos or the best food, you're fine at that. But that's it. Find something you can do that you don't have to rely on someone else, or you don't have to rely on a boss. There because you go. I, I yeah. used when I worked at XM Radio, I was on top of the world. I'm programming comedy radio. I've got four million listeners to my channel every week. Uh, I'm working with the biggest comedians in the world. But if I lost my job, what the hell do I have anymore? I'm a guy with soft hands and a loud mouth. Yeah. What the hell does that do? And I learned how to record and produce audio when I became a really great comedy producer of sort. And in this digital world, it was the right thing at the right time. You never know where technology is going. So having skills, that's where it's going to go. And combining something that's Combining two things now that aren't combined just yet, you you got to find your chocolate and your peanut butter and combine them you with, go. you know, radio, ringtones and comedy, food, whatever the case may be. But that's sort of the advice. And uh, don't give up and stay high when you get down and low. You <laughs> Keeps <go>. you happy. <laughs> cool. Well, Highspeeddining.com is my website. You can go there, check out all these videos and get some pot ringtones. They'll make your phone sound really cool. Yes. Hit him up. Go get him. <laughs> I want to thank you guys. Uh, very fun. We're here in the International Church of Cannabis. Yeah. Yep. I got a tour of this place. What a wild, colorful, big place trying to do something unique and interesting. And It really you know, is, yeah. They're yeah, a trailblazer. I, think, I mean, if you haven't checked it out yet, definitely come on down. We're down here in the basement. The basement is like awesome. Super retro, super creative. I kind of want to just smoke a fat joint down here. <laughs> we, may, we may have to get might to, have to do that. <laughs> and you know what else? I was just thinking of Joel. Have you watched Bong Appetit on Vice? I have watched all you these cooking shows. You need to be a judge. You know, we need to. I need to build my history, show my worth, prove myself, uh, and then things will come to me. Yes. Instead of being a judge on the Bong Appetit show, uh, why not have my own show, there some way, go. shape, or form? There are a million there ways what I'm doing can be conformed, can be converted. I mean, you can base a sitcom based around what I'm doing. Yeah. There's all sorts of types of things to do. Uh, some restaurants I show up and they're like, we thought you may have camera crews. <laughs> nope, it's me and an iPhone. All gorilla, one person. If you're dependent upon a crew, you are going to go into debt. You can't afford it. It's too much work, too much energy. Do something that you can, af you can afford to do both financially and time-wise and energy-wise. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you go nuts. Yeah. Sanity is the key to everything. Your health 
and sanity. There you go. Yeah. Your mind and your body. <laughs> All right, Joel. Well, thank you so much. We yeah. appreciate it. Thank My you pleasure. for meeting us here and arranging this. This was great. Uh, the Lit and Lucid show with Lucy and Jared. My goodness. That's it. What that a fun awesome. time. <laughs> well, All right. I've got some great uh, concentrates. I don't know if we're allowed to do them here, but we'll find out. <laughs> All right, you guys. And with that, I'm Lit. I'm Lucid. I'm Joel. <laughs> Later. See ya. <laughs> We have known Steve for over a year now and find his products to be one of the most reputable sources of CBD and other cannabis products on the market. With so many imitation oils being sold online, it's important to source products from companies you trust. Steve's Goods is that company. Steve's Goods is an award-winning Colorado-based CBD company offering organic and locally sourced products at unbeatable prices. Visit www.stevesgoods.com for more info. This episode of the Lit and Lucid podcast is produced in partnership with Yuhu Brand. Yuhu Brand is an industry-leading digital marketing and business development agency in Denver, Colorado. Yuhu Brand specializes in social media management, website development, influencer marketing, and content creation, along with a host of supporting services to complement your marketing strategy. Yuhu Brand, building businesses the right way. If you're interested in learning more, hit us up at hello at yuhubrand.com or reach out to Jared and Lucy directly on the show. Mm-hmm.